It really does vary by industry. And if something isn't working, turn it off or, or scale it back at least. Hey there, what's up? And welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, I thought I would venture off a little bit from the norm because a topic hit the social media news feeds that just had to be addressed on the show. I'm sure some of you have probably read about it or heard about it through the grapevine. The British side of Lush, which is like a skincare, body care kind of natural um, brand, I guess. They do like bath bombs and soaps and things of that nature. They announced just their British arm, the Lush UK handle. Uh, they announced that they would be quitting social media. <laughs> so I want to talk about how I feel about that as well as just what I think about brands' expectations from social media in general. So definitely keep listening if you're interested in hearing what I have to say. But before I hop into my thoughts on that, I thought I'd share an iTunes review. It's been a little bit. And also a little bit of an apology if I sound a little hoarse, raspy, vocal fry-y. I am getting over a little bit of a sickness and I also did a workshop today, so my voice is a little tired, but like I said, I was just really inspired to record this episode today, so hopefully you can power through it. <laughs> okay, so today's iTunes review comes from Leah Tackles, who I love. She is so great. You can find her at Leah Tackles on Instagram and YouTube. If you just type in Leah Tackles, she'll come up. And she said, valuable, honest, and entertaining. Latasha shares so candidly and offers perspectives that always give me something to think about. I appreciate that Latasha shares honestly, and I'm always left with things to consider as a freelancer. I never miss an episode. Thank you, Leah. You know that I adore you, but <laughs> thank you for leaving such a kind review. And if you're listening and you haven't yet reviewed the show and you're a loyal listener, it really would mean a lot to me if you took a minute to go ahead and leave one. And yeah, let's get into the episode. All right, so I want to start by just reading word for word Lush's social media posts that they that they posted today, Tuesday, when I'm recording this. So all credit to Lush. <laughs> These are not my words. They say, we're switching up social. Increasingly, social media is making it harder and harder for us to talk to each other directly. We're tired of fighting with algorithms, and we do not want to pay to appear in your newsfeed. So we've decided it's time to bid farewell to some of our social channels and open up the conversation between you and us instead. Lush has always been made up of many voices, and it's time for all of them to be heard. We don't want to limit ourselves to holding conversations in one place. We want social to be placed back in the hands of our communities, from our founders to our friends. We're a community, and we always have been. We believe we can make more noise using all of our voices across the globe because when we do, we drive change, challenge norms, and create a cosmetic revolution. We want social to be more about passions and less about likes. And then they just go on to give like their customer service phone number and email. They're saying, you know, the customer care team is going to be responding to messages. Um, and then after that, you can live chat with them, email them, call them, that kind of thing. So this isn't the end. It's just the start of something new. Hashtag Lush Community. See you there. Okay, so I do have to preface this just by saying that I really don't follow Lush. So I obviously looked through this feed for this episode and all that, but I really don't follow them and I've only used a few of their products. So I guess I don't know, you know, how big of an impact social was having for them. And I guess none of us really know, even if we're our fans of them, because, you know, only the, the social team and the marketing team and the Lush people really know those numbers. But 
I guess just one thing that did stand out to me that was very negative about this post. Well, let me, let me just start with the negative, I guess, because I don't think that their intention is bad and I don't necessarily disagree with them. But I do know that social media is a big place for people to go when it comes to customer service. These are some stats from Sprinkler. They say that customers that receive a response from brands on Twitter are willing to spend 20% more and are 30% more likely to recommend the brand. So again, that's a study directly from Sprinkler. I'm going to link it in the show notes. That same study also showed that 54% of customers prefer social messaging channels for care over phone or email. Okay, my neighbor's dog just started barking, so hopefully you can't hear it. But that is the initial thing that came to mind when I saw this post is, well, what are their customers going to do? Because I know even for me, and how small of a brand and you know how low of a volume of, of products and services I sell compared to a company like Lush, almost all of my customer service come, you know, issues come in to me through Instagram DM or Facebook message, which I don't prefer you guys. I do have an email address, but it happens. And that is why I won't turn off my DMs. That's why I do check my DMs and check my you know, hidden uh, Instagram messages because usually they're people who are contemplating buying my courses or who are students of the course and had you know, a question about something. And so even though I don't love being on those channels all the time or having my DMs on, I still do them because it's what my customers want. And because they're my customers, you know, I have to be loyal to them and I have to appreciate their loyalty to me and take care of them. So that is one thing that kind of threw me off about this. Um, now, I'll be honest, I don't know, and I don't know if anybody knows at this point exactly what they mean, because they they said that some of their channels will be, you know, um, bid farewell to. So I don't know if that's just Instagram. I just read this from Instagram. I don't know if it's Twitter. I don't know if it's Facebook. I don't know if it's all, it's, you know, so, so maybe they will at least have one channel available for customers on social media, but who's who really knows at this point? So there's that. Now, the other thing that rubbed me a little bit the wrong way about this is just the the line that said, what did they say? We're tired of fighting with algorithms and we do not want to pay to appear in your newsfeed. Girl, I feel you. <laughs> like, totally. I 100% feel you as a small creator, as a small entrepreneur, as, you know, you know, I get it. It's hard out here. But at the same time, I could say the same thing about, I don't know, uh, a TV ad, a newspaper ad, a trade show that you go to advertise at, to get a booth at. I don't want to pay for those things, but I just know that I have to if I want that, you know, if I want to be in a magazine, if I want to be in a newspaper, whatever, I just, I, I understand that that's something I have to do. I don't want to do it, but it is what it is. So that is one thing that seemed, I don't know, almost like a little bit entitled, I guess. I understand that the algorithms have changed and it's really frustrating for everybody, people, businesses, brands, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't really like that line, but with that said, I do feel you. I feel you lush. I really, really do. I think this just speaks to kind of a wider issue. And it's just a shifting, a shifting world of social media. You know, social media is not what it was in 2005 or earlier. It's a new game out there. A lot of it is pay to play, but there are certainly organic things that work. I don't believe that organic social media is dead, but it's an investment. Social media is an investment financially, creatively, 
energy wise and people and you know staffing employees all of that it it's not something that you can just and I'm not again I don't know what so Lush's social media department looks like I don't know what they're I don't know really a lot about their business but so I'm speaking very generally I'm not picking on Lush just for everybody you can't hire just like one social media person or hire one social media tool or throw a couple hundred dollars in ads at your social media strategy and expect that to be a fix. And I see this so often. And this is why I want to talk about this on the show, because I see this so often with clients who want to work with me. They'll they'll come to me and they say, OK, I have a small budget. What can you do for me? And then if they don't see instant results or if they don't see the scale of results that they were hoping for with a really small budget or with me being the only person that they can afford or, you know, whatever it is, and then they get frustrated. And again, I totally get it. I wish it wasn't that way, but it does really require all of those things. It requires a little bit of money. It requires some creative thinking, some out of the box thinking, and it requires people. It requires, you know, a a team or a really skilled, experienced person to make your social media work. It just does. These are just (laughs) ugly truths. You know, I wish that it was easier. I wish that it was less work, (laughs) to be honest. But it's not. It just is what it is. And I think that this just comes down to setting expectations. Now, I I also want to say that social media isn't a cure-all. And social media also is not the right place for every business or brand to be. And I'm very, very honest. And I'm, I'm pushing myself more and more than ever to get really honest with those people who come to me. And they say, you know, hey, I only have $500. I only have, you know, whatever it is to invest in a digital marketing strategy. Can you help me? In, if I don't think that social media is what they need to be focusing on right now, or if I truly can't help them for what their budget is, or if they have like a, a critical flaw with their website or their product or their, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to tell them to invest that $500 in that first and come back to me after they've spent some time developing that. And I'm like I said, it's, it's easy to just say, okay, whatever, let me take your money. But that's not being an excellent business owner. That's being you know, I don't want to say scammy, but it's, it, it's not helping. It's not truly helping. So I'm trying to really get better about not being such a yes woman and being more of a do this, come back to me in a year once you're ready to invest and, and, and whatever. So yeah, social media is not a cure-all. Uh, it's not a band-aid. It's, you need a lot of things for social media to work, right? You need a good product, number one. Again, I don't really know anything about Lush's products. I, I hear that they're really good though. I hear, you know, I always see them on YouTube and stuff. I think I had like a couple of products from them and I liked them. So they're good there. You need support from the field, whether that's your retail locations, your retail stores, whether it's thought leaders and, and leadership and employees at your company. Social media doesn't work just on its own. Uh, having employees and and workers at the store engage with your posts and share your posts and contribute can be a huge, huge help and can give you a huge boost. So I don't know if they had some kind of an employee advocacy program, if they were, you know, encouraging their, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know who their CEO is. So I don't know if she's, he or she or they uh, is active on LinkedIn or anything, but I've never heard of them. So that's just something to think about. And, you know, we talked about this before in a, a previous episode of the Freelance Friday podcast about how this is something that I have a conversation with clients about. Like I just said, you know, you need a good website, you need tracking, you need advertising dollars, you need all of these things. And then there's also the time thing. A lot of clients will come to me, maybe even a lot of clients who have like giant budgets, large budgets, they, 
don't even bat an eye at my proposals. They just say, okay, let's do it. The next hurdle is getting them to understand that I also need a little bit of their time to make this work. And again, I think it's really easy to think, okay, she's a social media expert. I just hired her. I gave her the money she wanted. She needs to make this happen. And I get it. I really do. I get it. I get it. I hire a cleaner for my apartment. I I just expect my apartment to be clean, right? I'm not required to do anything, but that's not 100% true because I still do need to coordinate a time to meet up with them. I need to let them in or, you know, figure out security codes and things like that. Uh, You know, there's lots of things that you have to do. I don't have a cleaner. I wish I did. So I don't know why I use that example, but yeah, lots of services you do need to do a little bit of prep before. This isn't like I don't know. This isn't a brand new thing. So I do like to explain to my clients when I sign them, hey, I really need at least five hours a month of your time or something like that, whatever I think is reasonable for for their project. Because I do, I need content from them. I need to understand their brand tone and voice. I need to understand their customer service strategy. I need to learn about their business. I need to, there's so many different things that need to happen to make social media really, really work. I can't do it on my own. I, you know, I mean, I I don't want to say I can't because I can and I have before. I have just studied clients' websites before, but it's so much easier and it's just so much better when it's a collaborative thing. So these are just things to keep in mind. And, you know, I don't know what Lush was doing, but it can't just be overnight and it can't just be just by posting pretty pictures their feed is gorgeous but I don't know what what else they were doing I don't know what they were doing with with the engagements I don't know how much they were uh responding to their inboxes if they were retargeting if they were doing advertising if they had the right people on their staff I don't know but these are all things to consider now like I said social media is not for everybody and I'm really honest not just in that situation that I described earlier when I say, hey, clients, come back when you've invested in the right places first. But I mean, it's not right for all clients. Some clients really, maybe they just need a Facebook page. Maybe they just need a LinkedIn for their CEO. You know, it really does vary by industry. And if something isn't working, turn it off or or scale it back at least. Social media is all really just one big test. I mean, there are certainly there's certainly a science to marketing to some extent and, and to social and to ad buying and all of that to some extent. But at the end of the day, like I can do research all day long, market research, I can do a competitor analysis, take a look at creative trends, industry trends. And I can still be proven wrong. I can still put up a, a random wildcard post and it goes basically viral, whereas the well-researched, well-planned out, well-thought-out post just does okay. It, it's always a test. So if something isn't working, don't do it. You know, suggest something else. And and again, this is another thing that I'm trying to challenge myself to do is not to spread myself too thin or anything, but to be a little bit more of a well-versed, all-encompassing marketer as opposed to being just strictly focused on one type of marketing because yeah for some of my clients honestly email marketing has just been where it's at and social has just kind of been not so effective other clients the exact opposite social is everything or even you know one platform in particular i mean i have clients that instagram is just you know off the walls for them and and they just can't can't get a break on Facebook or LinkedIn and, and vice versa. You know, you got to try what works for you. So I'm not necessarily upset with Lush for shutting down their social media channels, but I do just hope that this was a well thought out thing and that they they weren't just giving up too soon. Uh, and, and I'm saying Lush, but I mean any business or brand who decides to quit social media. 
Now, I also want to say that with social media and just marketing in general, you really need to shake things up. We're not in 2005, 2008, 2010 even anymore. We are in 2019 and everything you can think of has probably been done before, (laughs) or at least most things, most campaign ideas, most sequences, most images have been used. Like you got to shake things up. You got to do things differently. And let's be honest, quitting social is really in turn just a brilliant social media marketing strategy, right? I I just have to ask myself, and maybe by the time this episode comes out, out, we will know a little more. I don't know, but they use the hashtag at the end. It's like, what is the hashtag? Are they just going to start a new Instagram account and and benefit from all the chatter about them and, and kind of boost the algorithm that way? Are they starting like a message board or a different website for their community to connect? Something has to be happening, right? Because I don't know, maybe that's just me being very conspiracy theory-ish, but either way, it's it's brilliant, you know? It's it's brilliant in its own way. And I don't know, maybe, that, maybe it's just kind of a, a stunt or maybe they really meant it and they're gonna see that when they post something that's truly very engaging. I mean, this is the first time I ever went to the Lush Instagram and clicked on it and opened up to read more and clicked through to read the comments. I'm sure that all the people flooding there and all the comments that they got flooded and you know, people are probably watching their stories now and, and, and just interested in Lush, <laughs> maybe the people who have never have been, I'm sure that this is gonna have a positive effect for them in the long run. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that we should all say, hey guys, I'm quitting social media just to benefit from that engagement spike. But I do think that we need to really pay attention to the content that we're creating. This all goes back to the first point I made about it being an investment. You need to be have time to think creatively. You need to have the right people, the right creatives on your team. Because, yeah, you can't just post pictures of soap and expect people to be, like, you know, uh, clamoring for your Instagram posts anymore. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. So talk to your audience. Post things that are really going to get them excited, that are going to get them maybe even a little upset. I don't know. Be careful with that one. But you want to evoke emotion from your audience. It's not just about looking at pretty things anymore. And I think that's really the heart of all of it, right? It's it's about emotion. Marketing is about emotion. Marketing is about reaching people emotionally and connecting with them on a deeper level than just saying, hey, you need this soap. Why do you need this soap? Do they even sell soap? Is it soap or bath bombs or masks or shampoo? I think they sell all that stuff. That you don't just need the shampoo or the bath bomb. Lush is selling to you luxury, indulgence, self-care. Aren't they environmentally friendly and vegan and stuff like that? They're selling you a lifestyle. They need to evoke that more. And now that they're leaving social, they're going to leave our news feeds every day. We're scared of losing that. You know, their consumers are a little sad, a little upset, and a little scared of losing a little bit of that. So maybe they weren't doing a good enough job portraying that emotion uh, to us while they were here. Again, I'm just speculating. I don't follow them, so I really don't know what they posted about. But these are just things for me to keep in mind. You know, for me, I am promoting and and selling it, for lack of better words, a lifestyle. I'm not selling to you a course. That is a way to get to the lifestyle that I have that I'm so grateful for. But it's I could care less less if it's a course, if it's a video, if it's a podcast, whatever it is. What I want you to buy is a tool to help you get 
to a lifestyle. So I know in my content, I need to do a much better job at portraying the life that I live and the life that you can have if you don't have it already. I know that. And, and, and I know that's why my content doesn't perform as well as somebody who does, you know, you see some of these, these vloggers out there that just have crazy engagement and that got so famous, but they have beautiful visuals. They're sharing with you where they live and their travels and their jet setting and they're doing this. I don't do that. I don't do that enough as, as much as I should. So, you know, these are just things to keep in mind. It all comes back to content. It all comes back to intent and you can't expect an algorithm to work for you just because you post nice photos. So just to bring it back to the center here, I want you to keep in mind, social is an investment. It is not going to work for you without you working for it. And it's not going to work for you without your clients also having a little bit of you know input and giving you a little bit of things that you need to, because as much as you might be a one person show, you still need to understand what your client is selling, what the key message and, and the, the emotional connection that your client has to their audience. And you might know that because you might already have been a fan of them or you might just get it innately, but it really does require an investment from every party involved. Social does not work on its own. You can't just start a Facebook and expect to get customers. You can't even invest a million dollars into Facebook ads and expect them to work on their own because you still need the creative human side of things. And this is me going off on a tangent here, but I know one of the things that's a hot topic right now is automation. And I am always hearing about like, oh, do you think that social media management is going to be dead because automation? And sure, there's probably going to be things that I don't have to do in 10 years. And I hope I don't have to schedule posts anymore because that's really annoying and time consuming. But the creative side, the human side, the emotional side is not going to be dictated by a machine. It's just not, you can't recreate that. And I'm sure somebody's going to try and I've used tools and programs and things that are supposedly able to just whip up creative for you. And, and it looks perfect and amazing. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because you still need a person for that kind of stuff. And I think you always will art and creativity and emotion. You know, those are things that have always been done since like the dawn of time essentially by humans we haven't automated it for a reason so it requires investment on on all sides so that's what i think uh i know this was a little ranty a little rambly kind of all over the place but anyway i hope you enjoyed the episode i want to know what you think though let me know on instagram stories you can tag me uh you know take a screenshot of this episode let me know that you're listening and just tag me at a journey east underscore please don't tag lush Because I swear, you guys, I'm not picking on them. I'm really not. It's just a news story. I don't know. I I don't know really a lot about their business. So I don't, I don't know. I don't want it to seem like I'm picking on them. Not that they would care or notice because they're not, they're not using their social media anyway. But uh, yeah, really not meant to pick on them. This is just a more general conversation about brands being hesitant to adopt social media or quitting social media in general. So anyway, let me know what you think. You can tweet me at a journey East, Instagram me a journey East underscore. And I'm really curious to hear what you think of this situation. So yeah, thanks for listening. I will talk to you next week for a brand new episode and uh, yeah, until then I'll see you around. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. 
Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.